Amen, amen. Thanks, worship team. Hey. Hey. Nothing much. What's up with you, Faith? Not much. Good. You're right. You're right. All right. You guys doing good tonight? Good, Josh. Glad. I brought this cup up here because uh, I need some water. But also, yeah, you're right. But also, thanks. But also because these boys over here don't know how to listen. No, I think you're the one. So if anything happens, we're just going to like, you know. You know, I've got a few things. We've got a few uh, ideas. Right, girls? Yeah? Sure. Cambria, I'm talking to you. Don't be talking the whole time. All right. I got the, I, it's full of water. You can see it. Right? Right? Right, Stevie? Oh, there it goes. Look, I'm not afraid to spill it. I already made messes up here, you know? You see this red thing right here? That was my fault. Yeah, that was a candle. Did you remember that? That was from high school. All right, well, my name's Colin. If I don't know you, uh, um, I'd love to meet you. Um, but uh, I'm Colin. usually hang out on Wednesday nights. Uh, I'm the high school minister, so I hang out with high school students. Um, but uh, excited to hang out with you guys tonight. Um, how many of you guys, any of you guys do anything fun uh, for any, like, fall things yet? Like carving pumpkins or? No? What was that? Like the serve thing? Nice. What'd you do, Jonathan? You like seeing clouds? Oh, okay. What'd you do? Nice. Hot chocolate? It's not that cold yet, but I like it. Yeah. I feel like I have to walk around down here because I just, like, there's so much room down here. I don't have this much room on Wednesdays. You guys are, like, super loud. Do you guys need to, like, just scream it out or what? Yeah? Oh my. Look at it. And then we got this table over here. That's not even listening. You're just, you might be quiet, but you're not even listening. Right, girls? Yeah, oh, that's what it is, right? They ask what? Don't worry about it. You know, AJ might be better than me, but I'm here, so you got to deal with me. Well, all right, thanks. All right, guys, hey, listen. Shh, listen, listen. Enough nonsense. I'm serious about the water, though, boys. So you better turn this way. I don't, I'm not afraid to splash on you. Hey, Jacob, I, can't, I can see the back of your head. I need to see the front of your face. Turn this way. Turn this way. All right, shh, listen, listen. Shh. Good, there we go, there we go. All right. Um, Tonight, we are going to finish up our series uh, that we've been talking about, this idea that we're all called. Yeah, that we're called. Um, Named called. It's the idea that that God calls us to certain things um, and that God has a plan and a purpose for us, right? And this idea of of called, we've been talking about these five purposes, or what else do we call them? What else do we call them, Natalia? Yeah. Yeah. I told you, I got a few tricks up my sleeve. You're not listening. I'm going to pour some water on your face, Natalia. She's not even listening still. 
Oh my gosh. All right, what, what else do we call them? Purposes or house rules, right? We've been talking about purposes or house rules. We have these house rules bookmarks. If you haven't uh, got one, get one because we have a bunch. These are things that we're just not talking about. It's not just that we did this series and there's over. These are five house rules. These are things that, that we would love to see you guys living out each and every day, okay? Not just through this series, through these five weeks or six weeks, whatever we've done, but each and every single day. Does that make sense? Yeah? Can you tell me what the first house rule was that we talked about? You're close. Jesus says our focus was the first one we talked about, worship, right? Anyone know the second one? What is it? You should, but no. That's close. That's one of them, yes. But what's the second one? It was uh, the second one that we talked about that is one, so yes. Uh, the second one that we talked about was look to learn. Yeah, I am. I can cheat, yeah. If you have a bookmark, you can cheat too, but then you have a bookmark, so that's your problem. Right? Uh, then we talked about no one sits alone, and we talked about everyone contributes. And then this week, can anyone tell me what the last one is? Bring others with us. Dang, bring others with us. All right? So, shh. All right. Shh, shh, shh. Listen, listen. Shh. Bring others with us. It's this idea, this big word, this big word. Oh, you turned around. I was coming. I was coming for you. I Oh, I wouldn't? Okay. It's this big word. Listen. It's this big word called evangelism. Can you guys say evangelism? Evangelism. We talked about evangelism. If you were here with us uh, like a month ago, we did a series. We did a whole series about evangelism. You guys remember what it was called? Oh, man. You guys are terrible. We called it Who You Bring In. Not, oh, that was a, like a while, a while ago. That was before summer. Uh, who you bring in? Anyone remember? Yeah. Yeah? Well, good. I'm glad you don't remember because we're going to talk about it again tonight. It's going to sound familiar. So uh, we're, we're talking about this idea of evangelism. And I want to read you guys a story. Um, and this story, we're going to start out tonight in this story. And then we're going to walk through a few different things and give you a few different points. And we're going to move quick. But I want us to see this story because I want us to see how important. Listen, boys. I want us to see how important it is to walk with Jesus. And when he calls us to this thing called evangelism, when he calls us to tell people about him, to see how it really can be life-changing. So it's a story that probably a lot of you had heard. It's in, it's in Acts chapter 9. You can look it up later, so right out top of your notes or something. Acts chapter 9. And it's a story of a guy named Saul. And this guy, Saul, can you even tell me about Saul? He was a bad dude. What else did he do? He killed people. He threw people in prison, right? People who followed Jesus. He, he, he threw them in prison. He put chains on them, right? He, he killed them. He watched people be stoned to death and didn't do anything about it. So does this sound like a very good dude? No. It doesn't sound like a very good dude, right, girls? I love how all of your faces just turn around all at once. You guys should just turn around so you don't have to keep going like this. Just turn around and face this way. So this guy Saul, this guy Saul, wasn't a great dude. In fact, there was a, a time, the Bible says in Acts chapter 9, it starts out and it says that he was breathing threats 
every, breathing, which like every word coming out of his mouth were threats and murder. And so everything coming out of his mouth was, was threatening and, and he was murdering people. And, and then it says that he went to the council, to the people in charge, and he asked if he could have this note that said he could arrest people. And so they gave it to him, they signed it off, and he, and he got the note and he started walking to the town where he was going to arrest and murder more people. And as he's walking, what happens? Boom, all of a sudden, all this light comes out of nowhere, right? Like this bright light comes out of nowhere, and it's, and it's blinding. It's so bright that they can't see anything around us. In fact, the Bible says that they're on their knees because they don't know what else to do. Saul and the people walking with him. And so Saul and, and the people walking with him, it says that they're on their knees. They can't see anything. It's, it's bright, brighter than these ones, right? And, and they can't see anything at all. But, but it's, it's like, it's like they, they, they actually like they want to look at it, but it's blinding and they can't see. And so it's silent. And it's quiet. And they're on their knees. There's this blinding light. And all of a sudden, a voice comes from the light and says, Why are you hurting me? Why are you persecuting me? He says, Saul, why are you doing this? And Saul's on his knees. He can't see anything. It's blinding. He's, he doesn't know what else to do. He doesn't know where the voice is coming from. He doesn't know who it is. And so he says, Who are you? And who is it? It's Jesus. And Jesus says, it's me, it's Jesus. And so he says, Saul, listen. Acts chapter 9. He says, he says I'm Jesus. I'm the one you're persecuting. I'm the one you're hurting. And he says, but get up and go into the city and you'll be told what you must do. So Saul gets up and, and, and when he gets up, he's actually blind. He can't see anything. The Bible says that he opens his eyes and and, he, and it's just black, it's just dark. And so the people have to lead him into the city. And this is where I want us to focus tonight. There, 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 it shifts to another person. There's another person in the story. Does anyone know what, the, what who's this person's name is? Not Paul. His name is Ananias. Can you guys say Ananias? Listen. Shh. The Bible says that Jesus then shows up to this guy, Ananias. And it says that Ananias was a disciple. It means he was a follower of Jesus. Okay? And so this guy, Ananias, Jesus shows up to him and he says, Ananias. The Bible literally says that Jesus says, listen, Ananias. I think it's cool. Let's just stop there for a second. I think it's kind of cool that Jesus would like come to him and not just say, hey, you. Or, hey, you disciple. But he comes to him and he says, Ananias. Now, the series that we've been talking about called, I said it before, but this is a, it's, it's a different type of calling. Jesus is calling you by name. He's saying Zeke and Riley and Stevie and Josiah. And he's calling you by name to these five things that we've been talking about. And so I think it's cool that he says, listen, Ananias, he knows his name. It's a personal call. 
So he says, look, Ananias, I want you to get up and go to the street. And I want you to find this guy named Saul. And, and, and I want you to, to, to help him restore his sight, is what Jesus tells him. And then I love what Ananias responds with, because I think it's the things that we respond with, right? Ananias says, well, well wait, Jesus, don't you know who this guy is? Who was he? A murderer? He was, he was violent, persecuting people like Ananias? And so Ananias says, well, Jesus, I, I can't do that. Don't, don't you know what he's been doing? How funny is it, though, that someone like Ananias could sit there and look at Jesus, who made all people, who created all people, and say, don't you know who this is? Of course Jesus knows who this is. He created him. He knows him. He has a plan. And yet, how often do we sit there and we think, no, Jesus, this is too uncomfortable for me. Whenever we talk about evangelism, a lot of us, we start to get scared. We start to feel like, well, well this isn't something that I should really do. This isn't something that I, should, I have to live out. I'll just let those people do it. You know, I'm, I'm in junior high, I'm in seventh, I'm in eighth grade. We can, we can let all the high schoolers do it, or we can let all the leaders do it. Can I just tell you guys something? Listen. If you as junior high students chose to walk and live this out, live this purpose out, you guys alone would change the world. Too many of us walk in fear. And there's too many of us who walk with people who don't know Jesus. Who need their eyes to be opened like Saul. Because what happens in the story? The, Ananias finally goes to a guy like Saul and, 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 he, and the, it says something like scales fell off of Saul's eyes. And then Saul becomes who? His name changes to what? Paul, right? And because of Paul, we have half of the New Testament. And because of Paul, we know about Jesus today. Like, we could probably say that a, a lot of us, like, we probably wouldn't know about Jesus if it weren't for Paul. I mean, Jesus would have made a way. But, but you get the point. Like, Paul was a big factor. And so if, Saul, if Ananias decided, no, I'm too afraid, we wouldn't have a guy like Paul. Guys, listen. There's people that you see every day that you could influence, that you could have them, that you could help them see like Paul saw. But you're walking in fear. And because of that, boys, they don't get to live in the freedom that Jesus has to offer. And so we have a responsibility. And we have a calling, each of you, not just certain people, not just the, the, the leaders and the pastors, and the, we, each of you has a calling to walk in evangelism, to tell people about Jesus, all of you. And so later on, Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians. This one's on your outline. Paul writes this. Paul ended up being, like I said, one of the, the, the most, the, the greatest evangelist ever. In fact, can I tell you guys a really quick story? 
Paul, there was one point where Paul was in a city. He was telling people about Jesus, right, girls? Over here, yeah? Paul was telling people about Jesus, and, and, and he was in the city, and all of a sudden this crowd comes around him, and they decide he, he's telling lies, I don't like him. So they pick up stones, and they start throwing stones at him. And the Bible literally says that Paul looked like he was dead, that the people thought he was dead. The Bible says they, they, they stopped because they thought he was dead. And because they thought he was dead, they grabbed him. Hold on, wait a second. If they think you're dead, how bad do you have to look? Pretty bad, right? Like it probably looks terrible. And so they drag him out of the city. They they throw him out of the city. He's half dead. And the Bible says that the disciples gather around him. And it says that after the disciples gather around him, he gets back up and walks back into town. And then it says that the next day, it literally says the next day. I think it's Acts 14. Go look it up later. The next day, he goes into the next town and continues preaching the gospel. Does that sound like a guy who loves Jesus? Yeah. And because of what Ananias chose to do, that's what Paul became. And because of what Paul did, we are here today. Okay, so listen, this is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians. It's on your outline, it's on the screen. It says, all these, things, all these new things are from God who brought us back to himself through what Christ Jesus did. And it says this, and God has given us the what? What does it say? The, the what? The privilege, circle that word, the privilege of urging everyone to come into his favor and be reconciled with him. For God was in Christ restoring the world to himself no longer counting men's sins against them, but blotting them out. And then it says on the next slide. All right, I'll look at my notes. There it is. It says, this is a wonderful message he has given us to tell others. And then it says, listen, we are Christ's, what's that long word? Ambassadors. I want you to circle that word too. We are Christ's ambassadors. He says, listen, He's talking to the church, the people that he's, after Paul has been brought up, after Paul has been told about Jesus, after Paul has been telling everyone he sees about Jesus because he knows and loves Jesus and has a passion to do this. After this, he says, listen, I want now you go. And it says we have the privilege. Have you guys ever thought, boys, Have you guys ever thought that telling people about Jesus is a privilege? Have you ever thought about that? Do you know what a privilege is? Yeah, something, something we get to do. Not just something that we have to do, but something that we get to do. We get to eat pizza. Listen, shh, listen. Your parents let you eat pizza, right? That's a privilege. Guys, it's a privilege. Listen. It's a privilege to tell people about Jesus. And I'm convinced that a lot of us just see it as as it's something that we have to do. But it's not. It's, It's something that we get to do. We get to tell people about how good Jesus is. 
We get to tell them the story. That's your first fill-in. Your first fill-in is, we are called, you are called to tell the story. You are called to tell the story. And the story is the gospel. The story that we're talking about here is the gospel. So you are called to tell the story of Jesus. Now under that, under that, there's three circles. Does that three circles thing look familiar to anybody? A little bit? Back when I said we did that series, uh, Who You Bring In? We did, uh, we, we, went, we looked at a book. You guys remember that book? Yeah, every, Turning Everyday Conversations into Gospel Conversations. And in that book, it has these three circles. We still have a couple, I think. Right, David? Is there a couple back there? We still have a couple if you want one. Um, but, but we're going to walk through these, these three circles really quickly. We did it like a month ago, so you can go back and listen if you want more in depth. But, but uh, th- we're going to walk through these really quickly because this is a tool that we can use to tell people the story of the gospel, okay? And so the three circles are already on your outline. You're going to draw, you're going to write in there what the circles are. Does anyone remember what the first circle was? What is it, Zeke? Nice. God's design. So write in that first circle, God's design. God's design. This is what God has designed, right? This is what God's created us for. This is what God's called us to, created us to live. That We see God's design in, uh, in nature, right? We watch a sunrise and we're like, oh, that's so pretty. Right, girls? Right, Natalia? Do you take pictures of the sunset on TikTok? No, just the like thing and the whatever this is, right? Yeah. So this is God's design. Listen, not TikTok. That's definitely not God's design because that's stupid. But God's design is the sunset, the sunrise, the way that we see people. Listen, listen, listen. I'm just kidding. Don't get offended. Listen, listen. We see God's design in these things. This is God's design. Then there's an arrow. What's What's on the arrow? Anyone remember? Sin is on the arrow. So draw, write the word sin on top of that arrow. Sin is anything that goes against God's design. Sin is anything that, that turns away the opposite of what God has designed us for, to live. And Roman, in Romans it says that for all have sinned and fall short of God's glory. For all of us sin and we all fall short of God's design, right? Does anyone remember what's in the next circle? Starts with a B. Nice. It's brokenness. Because of our sin, we're broken. Listen, because of our sin, we're broken. We're broken because of our sin. And when something's broken, what do we want to do? Fix it, right? And so this is the squiggly lines, those little squiggly lines, that's us trying to fix it. We do whatever we can to fix our own brokenness, right? We fill it with something different. We fill it with a relationship, or we fill it with dressing nice, or we fill it with making videos for TikTok, or we... (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but we fill it with all these things, addictions, and we fill it with, rela- like, relationships, I already said, but we get, listen, shh, listen, we try to fix our own brokenness. But just like those arrows, it only leads us further away from God's design. So we can't fix it ourselves. So we have to do uh, what's on that next now. Anyone remember what's on it? What is it? Repent and believe. Good, Alex. Repent and believe. You can draw that next to the arrow. You can go to the next slide. Oh, sorry. The next 
circle is gospel. Then the next one is repent and believe. <clears throat> the next circle is gospel. We need the gospel to be restored, right? To repent and believe. So the gospel is just this, right? That Jesus came, the Son of God, came to earth, was like us, but was perfect, did not sin, and then went to the cross taking on all of our sin, just like the verse said it, he, he blotted out our sin. Boys, blotting out our sin, absorbing our sin, taking on himself so that we can have life with him. And then he rose from the dead, right? And so what we have to do is we have to repent and believe. What that means is we have to turn. Repent means turning from trying to do it on our own, turning from our brokenness and well, that's the next one, yeah. And we have to believe in the gospel. And then what's the last one, Alex? It, that's close. It's, uh, it's re- recover and pursue. Recover and pursue. And this just means that, that when we repent and we believe in the gospel, then we recover and we pursue God's design. Okay? And this is a constant cycle. But listen, what, this, the reason I tell you guys this, the reason that I bring this up again, listen, The reason I bring this up again is because I want you guys to look at this just like those, some of those boys had already had it like memorized, already knew what was next. I want you guys to practice this. Because when it comes time for someone to say, hey, why do you believe in Jesus? What, what is that all about? Then you can use something like this to say, well, let me show you. This is an easy, quick tool for you to use. Does that make sense? Man, so the, what we are called to do is we are called to tell the story. And this is the story of the gospel. The next one is this. You're called to tell your story. You're called to tell your story. We are called to tell our story. Guys, uh, a lot of us, how, how many of you li- like, like to watch TV shows and movies? And what's some of you guys' favorite TV shows? Office, Teletubby, Friends. Shh. All right, all right, all right. Shh. Listen, listen. Shh. All right. Shh. I, when I go like this, that means raise your hand, but that didn't work. Okay, listen. Shh. Listen, listen, listen. Boys, do I need to bring the water back here? Listen. Nope, listen. All right. We love stories, right? Stranger Things, why do you think people binge watch it within like 12 hours, right? Because is that even possible? Because it's good. It's a good storyline, right? It's a good story. We love, listen, we love stories. This is why, like when you see advertisements on TV, you guys see advertisements on TV and you see a famous person? Anyone like know any advertisements with famous people? Yeah, like, or like, have you seen the, um, have you seen the like car commercial with Matthew McConaughey where he's just like sitting and he's just like whispering like weird words and it's like really uncomfortable? I should have like played it because it's just weird. But like people like that stuff because they identify with a person, right? They identify with a story and a person. Listen, shh, listen, listen. Guys, when we're telling people about Jesus, they want to hear our heart. 
They want to hear why you follow Jesus. People are impacted by your why. And so why do you follow Jesus? Do you know? Do you have an answer to that? Yeah, I don't need answers now. But I want you to think about that. Listen. What's your story? And, and if you got afraid when I asked that question, don't, don't be afraid. Man, use that as an opportunity to sit and actually think, why, why do I go to church? Why do I go to a small group? Why do I say that I believe in Jesus? What is my story? Listen, guys, each of you, each of you has a story. You all have a story. And you are all called to share that story. We have people, there's people that have been come up on stage that and shared their testimony. You guys know what that, you guys heard that before? But listen, you don't need a stage and a platform to have a story. You all have a story and you have opportunities to share that story. Listen, if you don't know how to write your story, we've got these things called the second greatest story ever told. We've got a bunch of these. Okay, and this book, it, it's, a, it's a great book that will help you write your story. It just asks you some questions. It's not like scary, it's not crazy. Man, but grab one of these and, and blow, know how to write your own story. So that when someone asks or when you go to someone and you talk to someone, you can say, listen, this is why I follow Jesus. This is what Jesus has done in my life. That's what someone's going to identify with. So, know how to write your story. Know how to share your story. That's the second thing that we're called to do. Now, I want to give you guys four different steps because we're running out of time, but we're going to do it quickly, okay? I'm going to give you four steps, and we're going to just go, again, we're going to go quickly, but I want you to, to, to think about how you can walk through these four things in your small group with your small group, okay? So I want you to talk about them more in small group. Sound good? Yeah? Okay, first one. First one is find your one. These are four steps to help us Walk in evangelism. Find your one. Listen, shh, I'm going to tell you. Listen, shh, shh, shh. find your one. Are we ready? Okay. Find your one means this. You're distracting me. When you find your one, listen, when, 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 when I said the word evangelism, when we start talking about evangelism, a lot of us have someone that pops into our head, right? There's someone that, that might pop into your head that you might think, yeah, that person I think needs to know about Jesus. I'm convinced that each of you has someone, whether you want to admit it or not, there's someone that you think about, whether it's at school, whether it's a friend, whether it's a family member or a teammate or whoever it is, there's someone that you know that doesn't know Jesus, and that would benefit from knowing Jesus. And so finding your one is picking that one person. Just start with one. You don't have to go and tell 3,000 people about Jesus. Listen, find your one. Start with one. So find your one. Make it practical. Write that person's name down. You've got some space on your outline. Write that person's name down. Tell your group tonight, hey, listen, I wrote this person's name down, and I'm going to go try to share it with them this week. Would you pray for me? And then your group can say, hey, how did it go last week? How did, you, how, did, how did it go talking to this person or that person? You see what I'm saying? Find your one. 
Find your one that you can talk to. The second thing is this. Second thing is this. Start with prayer. Start with prayer. Guys, this is, listen, this is an important place to start. Because the truth is, guys, we can't do this on our own. This is scary. This is difficult. It's hard. But we need help. If I want to go learn how to play baseball, who am I going to learn from? A coach, right? I'm going to go try to find a good coach. What better person to help us? Listen, listen. What better person to help us than the person who made us and who calls us to live and to walk into this? And so that's what prayer is. It's going to God and saying, God, I'm scared. Would you help me and give me the courage? But it's also going to God and saying, God, would you be with this person? Prepare their heart. You can only do so much, but you can't change their heart. God can only do that. So it's praying for that person. 2 Timothy says, or 1 Timothy, sorry, says this. 2 1, 1 Timothy 2 1 says, Here are my directions. Pray much for others. Plead for God's mercy upon them. Give thanks for all that he is going to do. He says, Look, pray for people. Give thanks, not for what God has, if he'll do something, but when he does. That's called faith, guys, being expectant that God will work through people. Giving thanks that he already has. That's the second one, is start with prayer. The third one is this, be available. Be available. We have to be available to what God has for us. Ananias, you guys remember Ananias, right, Chris? Listen. Ananias, in our story that we read before, he, he was available to hear from God. And because he was available, he got to go and, and, and help Paul, guys, we have to be available for what Jesus has for us, and we have to be available to hear from people, to listen, and to talk to them. First Peter says this, you must worship Christ as Lord of your life, and if someone asks about your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it, but do this in a gentle and respectful way. Now, I know this kind of sounds scary. Always be ready to explain it. It sounds like I have to have the perfect answer for every situation and know exactly what I'm going to say and exactly what I'm going to do if this person does this or if they do that or if they, that's not what he's saying. Listen, what he's saying is be ready to listen. Be ready to be available. Be open to what he has for you. So be available is the third one. And the last one is one we already talked about, girls. It's this. Listen, share your story. Share your story. You have a story. Write it out. Figure out what it is. And, And know why you follow Jesus. So how can you do these things as a group together this week? How can you live these things out? I want you guys to brainstorm, man. How can I walk in these four steps? Listen. Shh. Listen, listen. We spent, girls, we spent six weeks talking about these things that God calls us to. We spent a lot of time talking about these things. And the reason we did was because these things are important. They're things that God has made us to live into. 
It's not just things that, that we're called to live into while we're in this series. It's things that he calls us to live into every single day. And that's why we have these bookmarks. That's why we have these resources. And take these so that you can be reminded, oh, I need to make Jesus my focus today. How can I learn today? So walk with your group. Ask your group, man, how can you hold each other accountable to living to these things every single day? All right, let's pray. God, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you. God, just for the, the, the privilege that we have to tell people about you. I pray that you'd help us to, uh, to change our perspective. Jesus, would you help us to see that it really is a privilege to show people how good you are and what you've done for us. Jesus, would you give us the courage to live these things out, to not just let it stop here, but to walk into the things that you've called us to do, to be ready, to be available, and to share the story that you've given us. We love you and we thank you in your name. Amen.